Hey everyone, this is Chris Benton, Chris and Sandy Benton from the Chris and Sandy Show, and we're today with a great show with Lauren Davidson. She's a really awesome singer. We got a great song. We got a great story behind her that we're going to talk about. As you know, we love to bring up and coming country artists to you and let them tell their story. That's what we do. Lauren, are you here? Hi. Hey, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really good. How's the yes, weather where great. you are? It's raining and oh, cold. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to us it's cold where we are, but it's might not be as um, cold where you are because <laughs> you know to us fifty degrees is cold. Right. No, it's it's definitely colder than that here, but the rain definitely does not help. Yeah. Right. So, so, so did y'all get any of the bad storms? Um, no, not really. It's actually been really mild here as well. It's just been very gloomy. And today the weather dropped a little bit because of the rain. Oh, wow. Yeah, because we didn't, where we live in Pooler, Georgia, didn't get none. But everybody around us from Jacksonville, Florida, to Charlotte, North Carolina, to Atlanta, to Nashville, all them places, I've seen people on Facebook show bad, really bad weather. Yeah, it's that time of year, I guess. You've got to got to expect it. So before we really get dive deep into your story and stuff, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what hobbies you have outside of music and stuff. It's the fun stuff. Yeah, so uh, I'm from New York City. I actually grew up about um, an hour south of Manhattan in New Jersey, in Freehold, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've lived in New York for um, a little bit of time now. And, um, I mean, music was always my hobby, so it's actually super <laughs> awesome that I've turned it into a career. <laughs> so when I'm not really doing music, I like to spend time with, obviously, my friends and my family, um, especially being on the road and traveling a lot to have, you know, that support system and see your people who are important to you is so important. And I also am just <laughs> like a sucker for sitting on the couch watching TV. I'm a so big binge watcher. Know? So when did you know that music was what you wanted to do? Um, my whole life, basically. So I grew up in a musical family. Um, my dad played piano and guitar oh, wow. and was a songwriter. And he kind of made – that was his hobby. You know, he never pursued a career in it. He decided mm-hmm. to have a family instead and had a job. But it was always his hobby. So it was something that was a part of my life. Um, Mm -hmm. and at a pretty young age, I bit the theater bug and I like loved (laughs) the theater and I like begged my parents to let me audition. But even in all the times that I was on stage and pursuing theater, I was always a singer Mm -hmm. first. I just had this like burning passion for singing. Um, so it's just something that I've wanted to do my whole life and it's something that I've done my whole life, but just not always, you know, writing my own songs and being an artist and definitely not being a country artist, but I've always loved singing, and I've, I've honestly been doing it since before I could talk. <laughs> How's that transition in the country been for you? Um, I think for me that if I was doing this like maybe 20 years ago, I wouldn't have been a country artist, but as Mm -hmm. the genres have changed so much over the past few years, you know, I grew up on, on songwriters, like singer songwriters Mm -hmm. and storytelling. 
And so the, the genres have changed over the past few years, and, like, hip-hop has become more prevalent, mm-hmm. and rock has changed, and pop has changed. That telling a story falls under this country music umbrella. So, you know, like, mm-hmm. my songs aren't the traditional of, like, dirt roads and pickup trucks, you know, but they're my stories, and they're things that I've yeah. experienced. But a lot of other genres of music don't tell stories the same way country music does. So that's kind of how, what landed me here. You've got that so right. Uh, that's what we love about country music is the stories. And I think that I think people misread what country music really is because, of course, right, like you said, most people think of pickup trucks, dirt roads, and all that. But that's not really what yeah. country is. That's just what radio makes people think country is. Con- Absolutely, country really yeah. is Country music really is storytelling at its finest. Exactly, and like you, you could put whatever you want around it musically. I mean, even if it's just an acoustic guitar, like strip a song down. But I think that if a song is telling a story, that at least today in 2020, you know that that's pretty much considered country music. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it definitely has changed, which I think for the good. A lot of people think for the bad, but I still think you know because again, if if we don't evolve. And and you keep the same 30s and 40s or 50s music, then it's mm-hmm. going to die. Oh, absolutely. I mean, everything is always changing and evolving. And, I mean, honestly, like some of the artists that I grew up, like, loving and that are big influences for me, you know, are, you know, like Fleetwood Mac and Stevie Nicks mm-hmm. and artists that would probably be considered country music if they were new artists today. <laughs> like, it was pop That's music. That's true. When, you know. It was pop music, mm-hmm. but there are no pop artists. I'm not, no, you know, music is forever changing and evolving, and there are some really great artists in every genre, and some who do tell stories of their own. But I just feel like artists like Fleetwood Mac would be considered country mm. music today. Yep. Yeah. And look at and look at Justin Bieber getting his toes wet with country music now. Oh, yeah, there's. There's, there's been so much crossover over the past couple of years with um, Florida Georgia Line and B.B. Rexa, mm-hmm. um, Keith Urban and Julia Michaels, and then obviously Dan and Shay, Justin Bieber. There's been so much, which I think is really awesome, too. Yeah, because we like to see that, too, because, again, we it's, do. It, it, it's the power of music. It's not necessarily got to be the old sound country and blend of things. It's where it's at, but as long as it tells the story. That's, to me, yeah. country music is telling that story. And I think that's why hip-hop is close to country, even though it's not, the sound is way different. But mm-hmm. when you look at, like, hip-hop and rap through the years, they're big storytellers. Absolutely. I mean, I'm honestly not a huge hip-hop um, listener. It's not really my, my cup of tea, but there are definitely a bunch of songs that I've heard, and I was like, Wow. That's like, I can really respect it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, mm-hmm. that's what we are. Is we like, again, we don't really listen to that style of music. Now, I used to when I was growing up. I remember when I was, I guess, 18, I had, I was one of them that had the lowrider truck. I had the 412s in the bed of the truck. I'd drive by and <laughs> people's pictures off the wall, and I was big in the hip-hop then. <laughs> so, you know, there you so, I was, so it's funny that, and I was, you could say I was kind of like a closet country because back then you kind of didn't say that you like country or your friends would disown you <laughs> oh no i mean some of these like old school like country legends are amazing and i respect them so much even though it's not something i grew up listening to um yeah but 
I definitely so, never so what, did the hip hop thing. So at this point, and what drives you? What drives Lauren? What makes Lauren tick? Um, I think that like one of like my main like motivators at this point is that I just love being on a stage. And I do everything I can every day to get back up there and share my music with people. It's just like this feeling that I've never experienced before. And in some ways, I, I regret that it took me so long to get here because I've only been writing my own music for about five years. And mm-hmm. I just, I've never felt like more myself than when I'm on a stage sharing songs that I've written with other people. That's awesome. That's yeah. I'd love to hear that. Because again, that, that that's where we think we we when we look at how many people we've talked to with, that write songs and all that, usually their songs is what heals them, or at least helps heal them. Is that what you're experiencing? Yeah. You've got past pain, and you know what? I'll just put this to song. A song. I think sometimes yes, because every song I've ever written, even the ones that you know people haven't heard yet, are things that I've experienced. But I think music in general has always been something that's been so healing for me. And, like, hearing the melody of a song, even if it's a song I haven't written, you know, can change my mood. It can make me feel Mm. sad. It can make me feel happy. Um, It's therapeutic in its own way. But sharing my music with an audience is just, like, a high that I've never felt before. Like, I've always loved being on a stage. I've been on on a stage since I was 10 years old, you know. It's something Mm -hmm. that I've always loved. But it's so different, you know, growing up, especially in theater and playing other people and then writing your own music and getting on a stage and sharing your own music. It just it's something I can't even explain. Yeah, on the other side of it, Sandy's got a story, too, that basically the music um, saved her life, basically. No oh, way. definitely. Yes, when I was a... A teenager went through a lot of bullying and things like that and had a lot of anxiety and and a bit of depression and everything then. But, but music, it, it was so healing. I could just turn the radio on. A great song would be on, and, and that helped me get through those times. I mean, that's so amazing, and I, I honestly, you know, hope that my music does that for other people too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> So let's talk about a little bit of the struggles that you find as a, as a singer because, you know, you've told me a yeah. few things, and, and, and almost every artist goes through exactly what you said, you know. Yeah, I know. I figured that. I mean, it's it's really hard, <laughs> especially, like, in this day and age in general, just, like, with social media and, like, everyone's just always showing their highlights and their 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 upsides, <laughs> and no one's ever really, mm-hmm. like, addressing the things that are hard. And it's hard, too, in that sense to be like, woe is me. Like, you don't want to just, like, harp on that some negative energy, even though some days you might not feel like your best self. But I think, like I told you earlier, some of the things, you know, that are my personal biggest struggle is the fact that, like, well, A, I'm so connected to my music. I write all my own songs, or at least up until this point, and I've Mm -hmm. lived everything. So Mm -hmm. rejection is part of life, and it's part of this business specifically. And I, I think when I was doing, not to go back to it, but it's true. Like when I was doing theater, like it, that's a big mm-hmm. part of that business too, but you just kind yeah. of go through the motions the mm-hmm. way you do any other job. It was your job to get up in the morning and to go and audition and to sing this song and read these sides to try and get a job to do it, you know, seven days a week kind of thing. And rejection was part of it, but it was just kind of like easy to brush off. 
But I think yeah. in music, you know, being an artist and a songwriter and putting a piece of yourself and your life into these songs, the rejection is just a little bit harder because it's really hard to separate the personal from the business. And it is separate. There is yeah. a personal yeah. and a creative aspect mm-hmm. of being an artist and being on stage and being creative and being in a studio and writing songs like that's creative and no one can tell you how to do that. There's no right or wrong. You're just, you're that version of yourself and, and that's really cool. But then because there's no like label or manager or, you know, Mm -hmm. you're kind of wearing all the hats and you have to put on the (laughs) business hat that it's really hard as an artist to separate the artist Mm -hmm. from the business. Yeah. And it's something that mm-hmm. I'm learning how to do every single day. And I, I, some days I do it really well, and some days I do it really <laughs> poorly, honestly. But I think that that's, like, a really hard struggle. And finding yeah. the time to do everything. You know, mm-hmm. when I was younger, I was taking voice lessons and piano lessons um, from the same teacher. And we would mm-hmm. go every other week. It was voice lessons, piano lessons, voice lessons, piano lessons. And piano started getting more difficult. And they were like, I think we have to do two weeks of piano and skip voice so that, you know, we can be more proficient. And I was like, no, I just want to sing then. And I quit (laughs) piano because I was so passionate about about being a singer and singing. And it was Mm -hmm. just something that I I never wanted to stop doing. And I kind of feel that way sometimes as an artist. You know, there are days where you just, like, want to be an artist and you want to be creative and then you're piled high with business. And And, if you want to further yourself, you can't neglect it. You have to yep. give it the attention that it needs. So it's like you're not in control some days of what hat you have to wear. And that's really yeah. hard, too, sometimes. Yeah, and I remember um, <clears throat> when we interviewed Allison Still from Two Still Girls years ago. And mm-hmm. I remember she was telling us a piece of advice for artists, and I'll, I'll never forget this. And this time they were full-time with with the, and she, she was mm-hmm. said. This may sound, and this is her exact words. She said, This may sound funny coming from an artist who's this full time, but she goes to all the artists out there if you can do anything else, I'll, if your heart will allow you to do anything else outside of music, you need to go there. Mm-hmm. Because it's true. She talked about, because she said, Being full time, she goes, There are times where you're sick, you don't feel good. You you hate people, but you got to get on that stage and still smile like you're the happiest person out there, because it's it becomes a job. And she it, said, yeah, although, I was just gonna say that. And she said, although I enjoy it, it's a passion of mine. There's days I don't enjoy it, but I have to enjoy it that day for the fans because that's what they're expecting. They have, for you know, sure. I have to do this because. And, and so she was explaining that she goes, but if your heart won't allow you to do anything else, then you need to be all in. Because there is no middle ground here. So either you allow yourself to do something else or you're all in. That's just I completely I, agree with that and that's so true. Yeah. And I've never forgot I that little piece similar, of life. but it's it, I say it a little differently. I think for me, like I've I always love being on the stage. Um, Mm -hmm. I might not love getting Mm -hmm. there. Yeah, some days you just don't want to get dressed and get glammed up and be in front of people. But once I'm there, I always am loving that moment, which is great. Yeah, but I always said something similar is that um, when people are like, so what's your backup plan? And I was always like, I don't have a backup plan. (laughs) Do you have a backup plan? 
you'll never succeed. That's true. And like I've told, like I've always told people, and some people get mad at me. I was like, if you have a backup plan, and, and it doesn't have to be artists. It could be if you're running a bit, starting a business. It's whatever your passion is. If you sure. have a backup plan, your backup plan will become plan A. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. And there's nothing there's, wrong with that, but you need to. I, I've always but, felt like that's something that you need to like acknowledge. You know what I mean? Yeah, because when you look at a lot of the yeah. artists when you t- when they tell their stories, and I'm on CMT and all that, I love it when when they sit down. So so if you weren't doing this, what would you have been doing? I don't know. Because yeah. This was my only plan. And then the host would be like stunned. And then the the host would be like stunned. Like, what do you mean? You didn't you didn't have a in case plan? And they would say no because if I had an in case plan, I wouldn't do this. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, it's, it's it's cliche, but it's true. It's this is not for the faint of heart. Like, it is not easy. So if your heart's not in it, don't be here. I mean, it's very true. I mean, I mean, that's like even what we're doing. We're trying to do new country media. I have no backup plan for that. I mean, we we're in the same boat. We know we don't know from day to day yeah. what, what, what where money's going to come in. And we do side gigs to keep us afloat we right do. now while we mm-hmm. <laughs> while we're trying to make all this work. And it's like um, we have no idea when money's going to come in this. We have no idea when we're going to get get all of a sudden sponsors that say, "I want to sponsor your podcast." You know, right? We know one day that'll come. You know, but right now it's not there. So you know, and we, you know, and there are days where, like, like what you said, there are days where that morning I'm like, oh, I really, and because we, because we were only going to do this once a week, but we realized oh, wow. too many, but mm-hmm. we realized there's just too many artists out there, um, that need to be their stories told, and in fact, when we when we set the date for you, we were weekly at that point. That's why, because it was every every Friday was the thing. Yeah, but now we're I doing it daily. <laughs> so now we're doing it daily. I saw the schedule and I was like, no way. <laughs> yeah, we did 13 interviews last month, and it will probably do about 20 this month. That's incredible, and we're so <clears throat> appreciative to have a place to come and tell our sh- our stories. And um, I thank you for for doing that. Well, we appreciate it because you know y'all deserve you know again. I'm not saying big artists won't ever come on our show because from time to time we'll have them, but of course. my fo- uh, you know 90% of the focus will always be up and coming artists. That's that's just who we are. That's who I want to promote, you know, and all that. But big artists could help us take off. That would be cool too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's always hard to compete with like you know a major label artist because everyone's always chasing them. So it's really awesome to have places too. For someone like me to be able to come and share my story, but we definitely want like Luke Bryan to walk in the door so you guys can get all the money. <laughs> yeah, because what's funny is I think that you know you know if you ain't noticed there's there's not many people doing this for the up and coming country artists or up and coming artists in general, mm-hmm. and even the big even the big media people don't hardly do it, and that's because there's no there's not much money here. Money. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, we could have started a site um, that talked about the big country artists, and and who knows? We you, you talk about a Blake Shelton, and you'll probably get a you know two thousand shares overnight. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and it's really tough to get the shares when people are like, well, I don't know who they are, so I'm not sharing. And I'm like, well, 
well, how can they? You know, they're because I've got friends that are that would give Blake Shelton a run for his money, and we love Blake, Blake Shelton. I yeah. do. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And there, and there are artists like you that can give these big artists a run for their money because again, you sound really awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And that really leads us into our first little, our our little break here. We'll we'll take a break, and then we'll play your song. And then when we get back, we'll talk about it. Sounds great. Yes. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out.
love that song. That is our life. It oh, is. We. It's a great song. Thank <laughs> you. I am. Um, it's one of my favorites too, and I have actually like found myself more recently, like when we play it live, like really just taking it to heart and soaking it all in in a way that I I ne- probably never have before. And see, I could see that could be one of them songs that would be like an anthem, like the Ashley McBride song that took her off. Because, you know, oh, with, her wow. standing, with her standing up there and telling that story of, of all the naysayers, that's where I see this. Because, again, it's, it's an anthem. It really is. Because, again, you're wanting to experience life to the fullest. And although you want to grow to that superstar one day, you know the journey is the most important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've, I've always been one of those people who, um, like, celebrates the little things, you know, every little thing and tries to appreciate, like, all the mm-hmm. little moments that lead up to the the big ones. And at the end of the day, too, like, being an independent artist, like, you're creating all these moments for yourself. So if you're not enjoying them as they're happening, what's the point, you know? Yeah, because right. I, um, I remember talking to somebody that that was as they grew and and this and, and this was a public speaker person but mm-hmm. i would think it's the same thing i remember when he spoke, spoke in front of 20,000 people i asked him what was it like he says oh i lived that for 20 years in my head he says he says, uh, he, he says i already lived this he said i was just up there <laughs> fulfilling it yeah and i'm no, sure that's, that's what cool. it's like for an artist that as they grow you know, they got this vision of one day being there, but it's the journey to get there that, yeah, you know, I think enjoying me, every I, moment. Yeah, I think for me, I kind of found myself just like being like, I can't wait until March when this is happening. And then March mm-hmm. would happen, but I was like, well, I can't wait for this to happen. <laughs> and I can't wait for this. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait for this. Like while you're doing other things, I was like wishing for the next thing. Because, you know, again, being an independent artist, you know, you're creating your own moment. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really exciting when you see that hard work pay off. And it was kind of like the reminder to myself, too, to be like, okay, well, it's, ex- it's cool to be excited about things that are going to happen. Mm-hmm. But you should also just really appreciate these little things that are happening right yep. now at this second. That every little yep. thing helps lead to the next thing. And every little thing becomes a part of who I am and they kind of all deserve the same attention, you know? Yeah, because that's like our 17 years of marriage. It's, you know, if we looked <laughs> at all the big big moments, we would miss all the awesome, amazing things that's happened in our life. Yeah, I mean, it's not, you can't discredit the big moments. I think that there's milestones in life and careers and everything that completely deserve big attention. But it's cool to enjoy every little moment and celebrate those too. Like like some of our little crazy, our cool moments, like, you know, once or twice a month. I mean, we live in Savannah, Georgia area, and Jacksonville, mm-hmm. Florida is like two hours away. So mm-hmm. just to get away once or twice a month, we'll shoot down there for the day and just spend the day. In fact, little Chris, that he loves the Jacksonville trips because of getaway. He loves Jacksonville. So just he does refreshing, and it's just a way for us to get away from the hustle and bustle of, of mm-hmm. everyday life and just enjoy. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many distractions, you know, in our daily lives, but it's definitely nice to be able to uh, unplug and just enjoy where you are. So 
So what do you think about the whole country music radio right now, the, the issues of, that are happening for women in country? Yeah, um, I mean, these are things that have been happening for a really long time. I just think it's really cool that there are people who are in the position to kind of stand up and advocate for other women, um, and it's brought it to light in a way that maybe people were too shy to bring it to light before. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of work to be done still. Like, I think that it's cool that people are stepping up and that people are aware. But, I mean, this has been something that's been going on, I mean, for at least as long as I've been in um, the industry. And we rarely see change. Um, Mm. I mean, it's okay to, like, be proactive about speaking up. But, you know, we want to see the actual change, too. Yeah. You want to see the numbers, you know? (laughs) <laughs> and I think what's going to happen, too, with the whole CMT announcement that they're going to do 50% men, 50% women videos yeah. starting. That. I don't know when it's going to start because we were watching CMT music the other day, and they played like 10 men and one woman, and we were like, okay, I thought they were already starting. So yeah. I don't know when. I mean, I'm not really – yeah, I'm not sure how like that – you know, how TV works in that sense of like how far in advance they program – things and when that can go into effect but it's I mean Leslie Fram has been like a huge huge supporter of women in country music for a really long time so I think it's really awesome that she was able to help push that through and I think that that definitely will change because you know like you said even earlier or you hinted at of um you know, like big males and dirt roads and pickup trucks and things that are being mm. represented on the radio. That's why people think that that's all that's out yep. there because that's all that mm-hmm. they're hearing. That's all that and, they and that have was... access to. And they're not, and not to, I'm not insulting, but you know, we as people are a little lazy. We're not, you know, going and researching artists and then being like, it's, I like this artist. We're, we take in what's at our fingertips. Uh, and so, yeah. What you mm-hmm. say. You know, it's funny that you said that because there's so many people I've talked to. One of the reasons we launched New Country Buzz and all that was I I always felt like if people knew up-and-coming country artists existed, they'd support them. But our country is so lazy, they won't go find them. Yeah, I mean, I want to (laughs) – No, you keep going. No, that's – completely yeah. true and that and that was the whole purpose of new country buzz to have because right now we have i think 196 artist profiles on our site right now and growing every week so eventually we'll be two, three, four, five hundred artists on there because my goal of this was to give one place where if you're really that lazy to go look or or it, it just if you want an easier place come to our site yeah go, go to the profile section just skim through Look at the pictures, whatever. Pick somebody, listen to them, go support them. But we wanted to have a place to where people can find new music that they never would normally hear of, you know, because they'd have to scatter. I mean, for everybody that we have on there, you would literally probably have to go through a hundred websites to find what we mm-hmm. have on our one site. And so we wanted we wanted it to be a twofold thing. We wanted first fans. To be able to find good up and coming country artists. The number two thing is yeah, I mean, that's we, great. we wanted label execs to have one place. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they're just like everybody else. They they have to do all that searching to find the yeah, right Yeah, I mean, it's human nature to be a little lazy. Like, I mean, 
I watch TV shows based on what everyone else is, you know, we're swayed by what Mm -hmm. we're seeing in front of us or hearing all the time. I mean, one of the best things for me as an an unknown artist and independent artist has been that I've had the opportunity to open for some really credible acts for that reason, Mm -hmm. that people are coming to see, you know, an artist that they're hearing on the radio that they love, and Mm -hmm. then I get to open, and then I get fans that way because these people aren't searching for me. But I'm there in front of their faces. Yeah. Right. You know, mm-hmm. without having opportunities like that, um, I wouldn't have been able to grow as an artist and, and a fan and the base, crazy you know. Part, yep, and the crazy part with the whole social media thing, you know, everybody's like, it's great that people can be found on social media, but it's also bad that you can't get traction on social media. And here's what I mean by that. Um, people can find you. But mm-hmm. labels now have realized, oh, I, can't, I don't have to invest in people that don't have a following anymore. They've just secured their investment by saying, you know what? When you get to this amount of fans, now we'll look at you. Yeah. And so it, it kind of secures their investment. That, you know what? If I'm going to put a million dollars behind you or whatever it is when they first start out, that – they almost take no risk now because now granted Joe Kelly from CDX Nashville, cause we started a segment for Wednesdays where we bring on um, executives on the music side of the business each Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm sure, you know, we had Trevor on this past Wednesday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the Wednesday before that, we had Joe Kelly from CDX Nashville. And he was telling us that if, <clears throat> if you're an artist, it, because there's so many tools now because of social media and internet and all that, that if you're an independent artist, you should stay independent until you have a big following because then you can claim your own price when a label comes. Yeah, it's definitely true. Um, I know of some artists who are assigned to labels now that they built up their brand independently and, and had labels um, chasing them, for lack of a better word, that they got to <laughs> kind of pick who they wanted to go to and you know, negotiate deals that were in their favor in ways that, you know, maybe they wouldn't have been able to do had uh, they not had done the work themselves prior. Yeah, because that's what... It's a double-edged sword. It's good and bad, you know? I think it's really cool that um, music has changed so much that artists can be independent and they can put out Mm -hmm. music. I think a few years ago, you know, that it was harder to reach fans. But then, like, the downside yeah, it of it, too, is that there is so much at everyone's fingertips that you have to, you know, still work really hard to find your, your niche and to find yep. your fan base. And I make a joke, but it's true that it's, like, one fan at a time. Same thing with <laughs> and, social and, media. <laughs> it's one follower at a time. Um, and, but and, at least it's organic, and it's people who actually like what I'm doing and like my music and, you know, want to pay attention to my stories and like, I'll I'll take that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and what, what's crazy part about the whole social media thing is like, it's great that you can develop the fan base and all that. I guess the negative side also to the whole social media thing is because of social media, it's given a lot of artists now. I mean, cause you got them pop. I mean, I bet, I bet there's at least two, three, four, five thousand artists just in our country alone trying to make it. Oh, I'm sure. 
you know, so it makes it harder. Like you said, you have to find your niche. You got to find find a way to stand out now in all the mess. Yeah, and also, <laughs> and this is like a reminder for myself too. But I think that you need to not put too much importance on just appearances of social media, mm-hmm. and that if you, you know, create great content and great music, that the people will come. And it, you have to remember just to, like, be authentic to yourself and not chase yeah. followers, you know? Exactly. I, um, and I it's think, really hard. Because a lot of people but, buy it. A lot of people buy the followers, and then they don't have no interaction. Or not buy followers, but, you know, just chase just the fact of, like, how do I get more followers? And at the end of the day, that's not really important. You want people mm-hmm. to actually like your music and, like, yeah. you know, what you're putting out as opposed to – just following you on social media. Yeah. Yeah. So if mm-hmm. we, so if we, if you could co-write, now this is a two-part question. If you Uh-oh. could co-write with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? And what would the song be about? Ooh, I have like this long bucket list of people that I wish I could write songs with, but um, I think it would be super cool to write a song with Johnny Cash. That would be cool. And it would definitely oh, be yes. something dark. About drinking whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so who's been your most supportive person behind you? Um, well, my dad, actually. Um, and he's the reason why I started writing music. And my whole first batch of songs, before I even, like, really knew I wanted to be an artist, I wrote with him. Um, we still write together. We just do it a lot less. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, you know, my biggest champion and we're kind of doing it, navigating the industry together. So it's oh. nice to, um, have someone to lean on in that sense. So since he's your biggest champion, tell us a dad story that people may not know that shows him great the spotlight. Um, oh, well, so, um, something that he may have done that you're like, wow, for you. Well, I, I think, like, unless you know me really well, most people don't know that we've written so many songs that I've released together. Um, oh, wow. So, like, if you come to a show and, you know, he comes to a lot of the shows that we do, at least in the New York and New Jersey area, and, like, I'll give him a shout-out that we wrote this song together. I think a lot of people don't realize, like, oh, you wrote this song with your dad? Um, so, like, one really cool moment was um, I released an EP two years ago, and I wrote three of the four songs mm-hmm. or no, actually all four of the songs actually on the EP I co-wrote with him. And we just did like a little private um, like release event, which is like mm-hmm. invite only of like our fr- really close friends and family and fans. And um, somebody took a picture of him watching me on stage. Yeah. And it's just one of my favorite pictures, but it wasn't just like him like being like, oh, that's my daughter, but it's, uh-huh. you know, it's him living his dream too. You know, these are his songs. And a lot of yeah. times I think um, mm-hmm. songwriters, even though they're so important, they are on the backside because they're not the face to the song. So unless you're looking at the credits to a song, you don't always know who's writing some of these songs that you're hearing mm-hmm. on the radio. So I think it was cool for like that realization that like this was his night as much as it was mine. That, that's they're his really songs awesome. too. Yeah. So if you had, like, one song, you know, it could be one of yours, it could be somebody else's song, doesn't matter who. 
But if there was one song out there that describes your life completely, what would it be? Um, I feel like that's a really tricky question because I feel like our lives are, you know, lives change and we <laughs> evolve. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I mean, from my own music, I feel mm-hmm. like soaking up every second is definitely like That's really a, a very good representation of where I am at my life right now. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I am living that in the moment. Like even just one of the lyrics is like, I don't mind coming in last. And it's, you know, it's taken me a long time to, to come to that realization of that. It doesn't matter if you're the first one, the last one, the mm-hmm. 13th one, as long as you get there, like your goals are your yeah. goals, no matter who else is doing it and that there's space for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. And that's definitely something that I'm really living and that I've come to, you know, learn and grow into that. Um, but no, I, I think, I don't know. There's so many different songs that I could yeah. like put to different phases of my life, but I yeah. definitely feel like I'm living that song right currently. That is awesome. So who were some of your musical influences growing up and who are some now? Yeah, so growing up, we were a family of definitely singer-songwriters. Um, a lot of, I loved Fleetwood Mac and Billy Joel, Elton John. Um, Carol King is a huge influence, too. Um, and those were things that, like, I kind of grew up listening to. Mm. And then kind of found all these female voices through that, especially being, like, a young female singer, um, which is kind of how I got my like little feet wet and taste of country music with these mm-hmm. pop yeah. country crossovers like Faith Hill and Shania Twain, um, a little bit of Selena and Gloria Estefan, and just some of these very like unique female voices, which I think still mm-hmm. carry through to today. Um, I am obsessed with Grace Potter. And then in country music, I do predominantly listen to women, which is awesome. Carrie Underwood, Mm-hmm. Uh, Martina McBride. Um, I love Marin Morris. So, I, yeah. But I don't think I've, like, escaped influences as a child. I think I keep those, and then I just kind of have yeah. added to it and expanded. That is awesome. Because we're a family-oriented show, our, we always let our little eight-year-old ask a question. Oh. She always wants to ask one question. So go to mommy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he he's not there yet, but he's getting he's going. I always have to peek out and say, "Hey, you can go to mommy now." <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's Christopher. Hi, Christopher. What, uh, what's your favorite food? Oh, Christopher, that is a tough question. Um, cool. one of my favorite comfort foods is eggplant parmesan. Mm. What's your favorite food? Uh, pickles. And pizza. <laughs> pickles and pizza. Pizza. <laughs> See, pizza's good. Pickles. Yeah, he loves pickles. He, he could eat a whole jar of pickles. Do you eat pickles with your pizza? Uh, no. Okay. He eats them just. <laughs> All right. Bye. <Pizza. laughs> bye, Christopher. <laughs> Thanks for the question. <laughs> <laughs> he always loves getting to ask his questions. He's our future oh, podcaster. That's so awesome. 
and, and see what we're hoping to do between him and, of course, Caitlin's 11 months. Oh, that we're hoping, like with you and your dad, your dad influenced music into mm-hmm. your life. And yeah. we're kind of hoping that we're going to be the same thing for them. <laughs> I hope so. Too. That's awesome. Yeah, we love music so much, and we love the lyric, right? So may- maybe they'll pick up some of it. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. That's amazing. So if there was someone just starting in music right now that you knew, what advice would you give them? I honestly always say the same thing, but it's really true, and it's that no doesn't mean no. It just means not right now. There have been so many times where I've heard no or silence, and if I would have just given up, you know, I wouldn't have gotten to where I am. And just by not accepting that no Mm -hmm. is no and just kind of being like, okay, not at this moment, and following up with people or trying again, at something that, you know, you're passionate about has really been uh, life-changing for me. Now, if you had a magic wand and what, you, what you're about to say would come true, where do you want to be in five years? Um, well, I definitely want to be living on a tour bus, <laughs> touring the, the country and, events and the world. Um, that's definitely something that I hope to be doing. I hope to have songs on the radio. And I hope to just be continuing doing this, what I love. And, and you know you should really stay focused because five years, in fact, this month, five years ago, we got to interview Kelsey Ballerini. We and, did. And, and, at, and at that time, she had, a, she had a top 30 is all. So, and, of course, I'm saying as all, but that's for, for where she is now, that is all. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. That's so true. And I remember asking her um, that same question, and I remember she had almost the same answer. She wanted to be touring, and she wanted to be filling stadiums was one other one. Yeah, she well, she to definitely play, is. I, I think want to play arenas, I think she said, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. That's awesome. She's living it now, exactly what she, she told me five is. years ago. Yes. Well, <clears throat> so I feel like you're good luck. With, yep. <laughs> there we go. Mm-hmm. We hope so. <laughs> we would love to be able to say, you know what, this, you know, we help break. Because that's the ultimate goal would be is that we get a, st- a strong enough brand with New Country Media to where we bring somebody on the show and we actually break them out. That would mm-hmm. be really awesome to know that we've done. Granted, right now we don't, but down the road, hopefully, that that's coming as we grow. Yeah, that would be super cool. So, so that I don't miss anything, um, if you – if you were interviewing yourself right now, what question would you ask you that I have not asked yet? Oh, um, I have no idea. That's a really tough <laughs> question. <laughs> I love to put um, people on the spot. I mean, you definitely put me on the spot, and my mind is definitely blank. I honestly have no idea. I actually even think that the fact that you start the show asking people about their struggles is really unique and really cool. You're already asking well, was, things that, that most people don't ask. Well, that's been our plan. Because, again, when we launched um, the yes, Chris and Sandy show, we were like, okay, what? where can we be different? Cause there's, a lot, there's a lot of people now doing this. Where can we be different? Of course, us being a mar- husband and wife team, that's one way we're different. But I wanted to be mm-hmm. different. Okay, where, what content would we be different? And that was where I came up. You know what? 
Let's tell their stories. Let's do what nobody else is doing because nobody's letting them share their struggles. Their, because I think what yeah. happens is pe- people are scared that if the host asks you your, your struggles, and that's going to make you look bad. But I think it does the opposite. I mean, it's funny that you say that, though, because I feel like when you're um, a star or, like, a more established artist, like Kelsey Ballerini, like, it's not really uncommon for people to be like, what were some struggles you experienced that got mm-hmm. you here? But it's definitely not something that most people ask when you're in the trenches of it. But, like you said, maybe because there's, like, a negative um, because, connotation because to it. But at the end it. of the day, that's what we're going through, and it's okay to have those struggles, and you're stronger for it, and we overcome them some days, and we don't other days. <laughs> but, I mean, it's mm-hmm. no different for anybody that, you know, for Carrie Underwood or Luke Bryan mm-hmm. or Blake Shelton. Like, everyone's had struggles, I mean, and they probably still do. That's uh, part of the industry that we're in. Yep. And life and in see, general. Like, and, and that's kind of what I was where I'm going at with the show is because, of course, if, if Carrie says, I had this struggle, but look at where she's at now, it's still hard for your average person. And again, it just don't have to be with music. It could be with any area of their life that they're struggling in, mm-hmm. trying to get that dream, that passion that they're trying to build. That's the whole purpose of this show is not just about music, but about the passion itself to help other people say, look, if they can go through that, so can I. So, But yet if a Carrie says, I went through this, but and, I, and look where I'm at, I don't think it has as much effect because people are like, but I don't know if I'll ever get there. But then someone like you come on here and say, look, this is what I'm going through even to this day still, but I'm still moving forward. I think there's more power there. Mm-hmm. For sure. Because that's what it's all about so that people can relate. Says, so, you know what, because you're in the trenches and you still deal with this, you know, because, of course, if you've got – if you're making $10 million a year plus, a lot of these trenches that you're in won't be trenches anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. But it's, hard to get, but it's hard to get through this. So that's one, – one of the missions behind this is, is to help people realize that, that no matter what they're going through right now, they can chase that dream. Like we our, – our second guest, which was on the very first show we had, we had two guests. And mm-hmm. um, the second was Ava Page. And, oh, you know, she's yeah. fighting cancer because there most people, when they get cancer, they cut, they stop everything to focus on the cancer. She bumps mm-hmm. it up. I mean, she's, she's out there still, still, still singing, still doing this. She was, depending on how it would light on for her coming to, on our show, she was willing to call our show from the hospital room if she had to. Oh wow, that's incredible! I mean, and and that's what that's that's what I want people to see that behind each of your of you, you're not just an artist, you're an inspiring human being that is doing things that your average person will never experience, and because of that, it will inspire them to do more. Oh well, yeah, thank you, and yeah, absolutely. So as we wind this down, tell everybody. Mm-hmm. How they can how they can reach out to you and buy your stuff. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. So you can find me at www.laurendavidsonmusic.com and Lauren Davidson Music on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I'm more active on Instagram, so you can find me there and send me a message. That'd be awesome. Um, and all of my music is on Spotify and 
iTunes, wherever you download or stream your music, you can find all of the music that I've released up until this point, including my new song that's coming out next Friday. And what song is that? It's called Love Ain't Fair. comes out on is Friday not- for Valentine's Day. Irony and all. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, and it's actually uh, the first song that I'm releasing this year um, as part of a five-song EP that we're releasing as singles. So I'm really pumped about that, and you can pre-order it and pre-save it now and hear a little taste of it, and it comes out on Friday. That is awesome. And we had we really enjoyed our time with you today. I did, we too. Did. Thank you so much for having me. And we would look forward to having you months down the road to kind of catch up on what's going on. Absolutely. I look forward to it. All right. You have a great day. You too. Talk to you guys soon. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the show today, as always. Again, we're trying to bring you different people each day to show you there's some great artists out there. They just need your support. So please, go support them. Go follow them. Go become a fan. Go buy their stuff so that they can keep living their dream because without you, the fans, they can't do what they do with their passion. So you're you're helping their cause of living out their passion, and and you're doing it in a great way, in a positive way. So go follow them, and we'll see you on Monday.